Hey everyone, this is Jeff Stevens and this is the Creative Stick Up. Uh, let's talk startups today. Um, if you've been around St. Louis for the last three years, you have seen something incredible happen. We have become the new startup frontier. Um, our business leaders, our investors, our uh, universities and our students and entrepreneurs from all over the country have come to St. Louis to start businesses and we have been wildly successful at getting this scene going. If you spend any time down at T-Rex or Industrious or any of the other um, startup places, you know that while lots of cities talk about this, ours is actually making it happen. And it's hard to know how we rank nationally when you live here, but my next guest and I discuss the fact that St. Louis has become a hub for startup activities and startup success. Laura Burkemper is a mentor at one of the accelerators here in town called Stadia Ventures, as well as a lead investor in St. Louis Billiken Angels. She also does a ton of other things for the startup community, and we talk about what it takes to be a great startup, what she looks for in a great startup, and generally why St. Louis is having a moment in time where our scene and entrepreneurial spirit is recognized nationally and one of the best. So enjoy my conversation with Laura Burkemper. Also a professor there, you teach something. <laughs> you got it all right. <laughs> and you got um, University of Missouri something. Yeah. On a board there too. I'm so. on the alumni board at okay. UMSL. And I, I had met you a while back, and I would love. I was excited to sit and talk to you just about the startup scene in St. Louis. I'd love to hear about that. I'd love to hear about the resources that are out there. If I'm doing a startup in St. Louis. And just any of your thoughts on that. So I don't know if, if there's something specific you want to start with, but I'd love to talk whatever the most recent is, but I know Stadia has been this new exciting thing that's happened for you. Yeah, tell me about that. Where did it come from and how did you get involved? Uh, so Tim Hayden and Art Chu are the founders. Okay. And um, it was their brainchild that developed Stadia Ventures, which is a sports uh business accelerator. So as its name suggests, um, help accelerate sports, any type of sports business through Mm -hmm. capital expertise and connections. And so, um, so it's our third cohort. Yeah. A cohort is where you bring in the actual companies or startups or places here. Yeah. It's actually cohort. I like that. Did you make that word up? No, I can't take that credit. (laughs) It's Um, good. So it's really just the five entrepreneurs that we invest in okay. make up the cohort. And so we've had three cohorts over the past year and a half. Okay. And um, so we accelerate them, like I said, through capital expertise and connections. And a lot of times they're looking for funding, but a lot of times they're really just looking for connections to mm-hmm. get them from point A to point B. Right. So um, so we take them through kind of an immersive um, uh 12 weeks and we've kind of shorted up, you know, depending mm-hmm. on each cohort has been a little bit different in terms of where they are in their, their, mm-hmm. uh, seed or emerging. Mm-hmm. Um, so we take them through, you know, help and expertise, pair them with mentors, advisors, and then ultimately it re it, uh, culminates in what's called demo day. Okay. And on Demo Day, they... Which is exciting. Yes. Sounds exciting. There's um, about 250 investors are brought in from all over okay. um, to hear 
the cohorts five pitches. They're about 10 minutes each. They pitch their business um, looking for additional Mm follow-on funding. And so with that becomes, you know, the the connection piece. Mm -hmm. So uh, anything from pro sports teams to their family um, offices, Mm -hmm. their their funding, um, to retailers. Um, So all these people come together to hear the pitches Mm -hmm. and ultimately accelerate the the entrepreneur. So um, typically it takes somewhere around the five-year mark to have an exit, which is Really, just um, when a company is is bought, okay. and so, so and is that the goal of most? At some point, that's what they're trying to get to. Yeah, it depends on the entrepreneur. Yeah. If they're trying to get to the point where they are have a lifestyle business, mm-hmm. you know, and remain in yeah. it, or do they want to sell it off, mm-hmm. um, or partner with you know an Under Armour or mm-hmm. Wilson Sports or Gatorade, whoever it might be. Right. So um, ultimately, they they are looking for that that point. The investor is where the business is, is sold because yeah. then you get your return on investment. So, so what these guys saw was a hole in how big sports brands find innovative ideas. And it was, was that the thing? Like, we, we can marry these, we can put all this together. Yeah, so St. Louis um, has a great entrepreneurial ecosystem. Yeah. Um, and so the system and is... do you know this, like, compared to other cities we have one? Like, when you look at other cities our size, we're like, oh, no, we got a really good one. <laughs> we do you. have a really good oh, one. Good. <laughs> and, and here's why. And here's what makes it unique and okay. different from other cities. Uh-huh. Because entrepreneurship has become the cool, sexy thing, sure. right, over the past few years. Then, yeah. so how do you create that Silicon Valley in other cities, yeah. right? Because yeah. there's great ideas all over the world. Right. So what makes St. Louis unique is, is I really think our people because – you know, all you have to do is ask somebody for help, mm-hmm. and most people are, are willing and able to mm-hmm. to assist. And so, our ecosystem has everything from multiple um, uh, co working spaces available mm-hmm. um, for the entrepreneur to great funding sources um, in terms of uh, accelerators. Um, we have, I believe, the second largest um, group of accelerators all in one spot. Wow. So. Everything from um, technology to agriculture to fintech mm-hmm. to you sports. know women's um, yep. to yep. Uh, sports mm-hmm. with Stadia Ventures, yeah. and so um, it really was you know there's there's um, platforms in which you would submit your business plan, your pitch deck, mm-hmm. and so we had over two hundred submissions. Wow. Which was fabulous. Yeah, they came fantastic. all over the world. Yeah, and so we narrow it down through looking at you know through the due diligence mm-hmm. process of figuring out the top forty, the top twenty, mm-hmm. and then we bring ten in okay. and have um, people from all walks of business and sports life um, come to hear those pitches. Mm-hmm. We narrow it down to five, and those top five um, we look to invest. Okay. And are you a sports fan? How did you get roped into all this? <laughs> well, I did have I did have PSL tickets uh, for the first two years. Did you? And then the Rams, uh, I, I sold them, and then the Rams won the Super Bowl. So I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't own any. But, yeah, I'm a sports fan. Oh, good. That's how you got into this? Yeah, uh, I played uh, soccer and softball as a kid. Yes. So Okay. Yeah. The, uh, so this idea, you, you were in marketing for a long time, and you were a consultant, you've worked at agencies, mm-hmm. how did you get into the investment world? Like, how did you become, is this something you've always been involved in, or is it just like uh, something that you've explored with St. Louis U and got an entrepreneurship, or how did that happen? Yeah, so um, 
seven years ago, uh, I was asked to become an adjunct at St. Louis U. Okay. So I teach a graduate level class. Uh, essentially, it's called New Venture Initiation Feasibility Analysis. Whoa! Which that's an awesome name. For we, well, a <laughs> it's class. less awesome. I'd rather <laughs> call it Shark Tank because it's a little that's bit more like is. that. I love it. Um, Leave it to the university too. Yeah. Give it that name. I love it. So it's feasibility analysis is just a, a way to say mm-hmm. how do you get yeah. a person's idea from concept to a go or no go. Yeah. And so take them through different steps to to arrive at that decision. And then, you know, you develop your business plan and your pitch. Um, so in the course of that process, I was um, asked to become a member of the Billiken Angels. Okay. And so that's really when I got the first taste got, of... Is it like a taste or a bug? You're like, oh, I love this. <laughs> well, it, it's, a, it's a little bit of both. It's like a shiny <laughs> object at one, one point, too. Is it? Yeah, because when you hear these great ideas, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're exciting. Yeah. And it's fun. And it's forward thinking, and it's groundbreaking in some some time, some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. But um, over the course of hearing different ideas, you know, you really have to look for certain things in order to make what you hope is a great investment. Okay. Um, so, you know, is there? You know, you kind of start with: is there a problem, okay. and are they solving for one? Right. Because right. if you can't really identify that there's a great problem or need, right? Yeah. Then it right. doesn't matter. Right. So, so is that the first thing? Is that the thing most people miss on startups? Or they by the time you see them, they've got that pretty much figured out? Well, usually they do, they've identified a problem. Okay, good. And so uh, what maybe coaching and help with that is, is really to create a hook. Like mm-hmm. what will get somebody to say, oh, I like that, tell me more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what draws people in. Mm-hmm. And then they follow it up, of course, with whatever they've developed, their solution. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of, um, from an investment side, you want to look at how big is the industry? And so, does it matter, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, And so you look at things like, you know, the marketing strategy. You look at their financials. You look at the traction that they have or the sales they might have achieved. And then, ultimately, it culminates in what is the ask? Mm -hmm. You know, how much are they looking for and what will they give up for Mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, we hope to accelerate um, from the Billiken Angels side. Yeah. So this um, is a diff- is this it the same sort of accelerator program, just not sports, or is it a totally different offering? Being Billiken Angels, it's a, an investment thing that does acceleration too. Coach? No, 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 they're they're different and distinct. Okay. And so the Billiken Angels network is really a network of uh, of investors of thirty five investors. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so they're just sort of looking for opportunities. Exactly. That's cool. Whereas. An accelerator, mm-hmm. kind of as its name suggests, sure. accelerates through capital and expertise and connections. Yeah, yeah. Not that the other doesn't, but this is more of a you know a twelve week course, if you will, okay. taking through the entrepreneur through um, anything that you know. Usually, you're really good at something, yeah. And other things may may have have need. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> may have an opportunity. So. What what are what are you good at? Like when you look at these things, like Alora's on this, so she'll she'll identify this or is there something that you got a special skill at identifying <laughs> these things? It's, it's a bit like gambling, right? There's a lot of ideas out there. You got to you know what you're betting on. Well, you know, we tend to bet on the jockey. Okay. versus the horse, okay. right? Okay. Ooh, I like so, this. So, we um, bet on the jockey <laughs> as opposed to the horse. So, any you you look at the person yeah, you know, the team. Would, would you invest in this person? How okay. do they come across? What skills do they have? 
what will get them, you know, from point A to B, mm-hmm. and then build the team around them. Okay. And so you want to have a, a really strong, uh, confident leader okay. of whatever organization. But you also want somebody who will take the expertise of of the angels that surround them, okay. um, or the the mentors, whatever type of group you might be in. Okay. Um, and apply that expertise. Okay. Because um, none of us can be good at everything. Sure, so. Right. So um, helping to identify, you know, gaps, but mm-hmm. not just to point those out, but to bring a solution with it. Wow. So when you get into these things, are there times when you're like, oh, I, I love this idea. I'm just not sure about this, the leader. Does that happen a lot? And if I'm out there with the startup trying to get investment, are there things that I, skills I should, I mean, obviously you have to be, because it seems like people that could invent things might not be the best presenters or the best whatever. But does that matter or how does that all come across, I guess? Yeah, so that's interesting because right. it's like trying to be at all because you're a one, two, three, or four person team. Sure. So you try to put your best foot forward. Yeah. But there are certain things that when an entrepreneur pitches that yeah. each of their pitch decks would contain. Okay. And so it's it's standard. It's not proprietary to anything from Stadia or, or Billiken Angels. Yeah. It's it's um, kind of a basic uh, yeah. problem, solution, benefit, industry, market, financials, ask, that kind of thing, yeah. right? So there's a formula that you yeah. see a hundred times. Right. Yeah. And so um, somebody being themselves yeah. is, is key okay. and uh, relaxed and, and confident in why, why their idea matters. Yeah. And do you look at... Can you tell, uh, is collaboration, because you said they have to be able to take advice, which I assume would be a huge thing to discern in a pitch of whether they're going to listen or not, right? Right. If there's going to be fights down the road or, you know, because you're putting (laughs) money into this thing that's emotional, I'm sure, at some point, right? Because it's not uh, whether they can, can, uh, yeah, just take advice or see what's going on. Yeah, so it's interesting. So after an entrepreneur does their 10-minute pitch, we usually go into like a 10-minute Q&A. Okay. And so in that, each of the angels ask the entrepreneur, you know, things they might have missed, right? How do they respond? Mm -hmm. What type of answers do they have? Mm -hmm. Have they thought about some things that maybe are in the appendix of their, you know, that they thought ahead, right? Yeah. Um, Looked forward and around the corner, Mm -hmm. as they say. So... um, And then on the flip side of that, um, it's nice having different subject matter experts in the room. So each of the angels brings a different perspective. Maybe it's a marketing, maybe it's finance, maybe engineering, maybe they're a doctor or an attorney. So having subject matter experts in the room because, you know, who wouldn't want to, um, you know, uh, when you see it, when you see a, a great idea, mm-hmm. you immediately want to invest and yeah. jump right in. Yeah. But if you've got a subject matter expert in there that asks about, hey, what about um, you know clinical trials? What yeah. about FDA approvals? Yeah. Those kinds of things yeah. that somebody more in the medical side would ask. Yeah, yeah. Then you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I'll pause on this yeah. until we get maybe further down the line. Yeah. Um, so as Warren Buffett says, invest in what you know. Okay. Um, not what you don't know. That's funny. Has um, that been good advice for you? And you can be in any of this stuff. Like you personally can invest in any of this stuff in addition to being a consultant advisor on top of it, correct? Correct, okay. yeah. Um, so most angel groups, and this is important for yeah. entrepreneurs, um, you know, you 
ideally you want to be with accredited investors. Okay. An accredited investor is basically an SEC or Securities and Exchange Commission's way of saying you make a million dollars or you have a million dollars outside of your home okay. net worth okay. or you make 200,000 two years in a row with the thought that is ongoing. Right. So that's the SEC's rule of accreditation. Okay. And why that's important is let's say you're the only accredited investor surrounded by non-accredited. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you've invested and each of you have invested in an entrepreneur and it's six months, nine months down the road and they need follow-on funding. Mm-hmm. Well, your non-accredited investors might say, I'm tapped out. That was it. Right, that right. was my one give. This is it, right. So now it falls on the accredited investor to, to kick the can down the road a little further. Right. Or it goes, you know, unfortunately, belly up. Mm-hmm. So it's important for an entrepreneur to realize if they're with accredited or non-accredited investors mm-hmm. and to kind of, you know, choose wisely. Yeah. Um, how they want to proceed. Okay. And that's what just when I'm an entrepreneur, when I am looking for funding, what are, what are some of the things that I should look out for? Because I'm sure every deal is different. At, at every moment, how much people want to take of your company, how much they want to own, how much they want to invest. Is that is that like a formula, a standard formula? Like this is just kind of how it happens or is it all over the board? Yeah, I wish it was more standard, but um, it, it's really all over the board because... An entrepreneur shouldn't, you know, it's take more than they need, right? Yeah. And an investor wants to know what are you using the money for. Sure. And so having a clearly laid out plan, it becomes really important um, to understand how are you using my funds, yeah, right? Yeah. That, yeah. Um, and that's where, you know, having knowledge on both sides of that becomes mm-hmm. really key. Okay. And, and the other question is, here's a funny one. When you get into the world of startups and accelerators and co-working spaces... Uh, is it, do we keep uh, giving companies money year after year after year just to keep a startup community alive? Because I was talking to someone about that, and they're like, oh, some of these companies, we should let them go out of business sooner. And I just wonder what you thought of that in St. Louis, because I know there's a huge want to be a startup capital. I could see every city wanting to do this, and it's a great story. And I think we do have, just from what I know, and I don't know, much, but lots of my friends are in the world and in the startup, and lots at CIC and lots at uh, T Rex downtown. Um, but I just wonder what what you think of that. Like, are we good at getting startups to a certain level and launching them nationally, or what are the best stories? Or yeah, yeah that's a great question. One of the things that we're as a city really good at yeah. is the seed money mm-hmm. and the angel investment. So if you think of the continuum of money being yeah. friends, family, and founders, right. or, or friends, family, and fools, however you want to say, <laughs> right? Um, and then it goes to angels, okay. right? So you probably have 10,000 or so from your friends and family. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not hard numbers, yeah. but call it uh, 10,000 to 500,000 maybe from your angel groups okay. typically at about 25,000 a pop okay. um, and then your VCs or venture capital um, your private equity money usually is at a higher level mm-hmm. so you know a couple million so anywhere in there is kind of in flux yeah. but um, is your private equity spot but um, we do really good in the, the friends and family mm-hmm. and then the angel investment. Right. Where we lack is really venture capital money. Okay. And so we're a great place to start a business, gotcha. but we become less great at keeping them here. Okay, because Be- they ultimately have to go find that. 
Yeah, so they need more as they grow, which mm-hmm. is terrific. Yeah. They need higher levels of funding. Gotcha. And venture capital firms seem to be a little bit more isolated to the coast yeah, yeah. than in, say, St. Louis. Mm-hmm. However, we do have some some uh, attractive ones here as well, yeah. um, or simply private equity. Yeah. But it, it takes a, a lot longer to figure out who those exact people are gotcha. um, versus companies. And that's when you are making money, have a product that's out there, and you're just looking to rapidly expand. That's when you need serious cash. Millions of dollars is when you need a VC money, correct? Yeah, when you need higher higher dollars. Yeah. yeah. That's and so kind of on that continuum of money yeah. from friends and family to angels to venture capital, and then mm-hmm. it becomes maybe an IPO, initial public offering. Right. And so on the other side of that fence, once it goes public, mm-hmm. it's, you know, uh, stock, bond, mutual mm-hmm. fund, that kind of thing. So yeah. most people are comfortable on that side of the fence, yeah. whereas this side is really high risk, high reward, yeah, yeah. or high risk, no reward. Right. And so that's where you have to be, uh, that's where the accreditation comes into play. Mm-hmm. Um, you is know, there a process to be accredited? You fill out a bunch of forms and they check you out? No, kind of. You uh, just are accredited because you meet the requirements. Well, usually the... Um, uh, the fund that you might be in, whether it's a Billiken Angel yeah. or St. Louis Archangel or any of the accelerators, you fill out the paperwork to be a member gotcha. of their fund, but the SEC is not sending you forms. Gotcha. Because <laughs> most people don't want to reveal their, yeah. their income in that way. That makes sense. That makes sense. But ideally, um, from an investment perspective, you know, it's it's kind of like a mutual fund. You want to invest in, because seven to eight startups might mm-hmm. go belly up. One or two might make back, you know, break even. Uh-huh. And one, you hope, makes back all the money that you invested in and the everything. previous. Interesting. So, and more. Yeah, and more. <laughs> that's the so, ideal. So you're, it's a 10% probably. Is that what you, with it? Yeah, that's probably right. That makes sense. Um, well, One out of 10? Yeah. Yeah, one out of... Kind of? One out of 10. <laughs> you hope. You hope, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you know, the Facebooks of the world are sure. more the anomaly, but yeah. those are the ones that get the media attention. So that yeah. goes from IPO to, you know, publicly traded. Is there Are there some in St. Louis that you can name that feel like... I just interviewed the founder, one of the founders of Pixel Press, which I was quite impressed with. Robin they've Rath. Around, they've been around. Yeah, Robin Rath. I had Daniel Weissman, their creative director. Um, and I've known Robin for a long time and remember when they started that. But they've been in business for three years and just did something with Mattel and are selling a bunch of kits this Christmas. Yeah, they did, they're doing great. Robin and his team are terrific. In fact, Saturday evening I was celebrating their success. Oh, um, they had a, a uh, launch holiday party. Oh, good. So celebrating their success of partnering with Mattel. Yeah. So I'm happy for them. They're okay. good people. Yeah, yeah, great, right? Yeah. Um, what else? Is there something, other startups in town or that you've, Stadia-wise, you're like, oh, yeah, this is, these guys are going to go. Yeah, we've, we were fortunate enough to have one exit after seven months, oh, okay. which is completely unheard of, right? Okay. So, so this is a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Usually <laughs> it takes five years. So, wow. um, so, so good for the founder and good for the investors. That's cool. And what was that? Uh, winning Identities. Winning Identities. What did they do? Oh. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'll give it to take that out. Yeah, that's fine. That's totally fine. Um, okay, so here's my other question for you. When you're a founder of these companies, it seems like you get into fundraising, and that's what you end up doing versus trying to get the company going. And it seems like just this tough place to be 
right? Because you're just constantly yeah. trying to raise capital, and you got to get this thing going. It's, and I guess that's the life, right? It is, <laughs> and that that's the tough part because you know you you start with start a business with a great idea and a yeah. good intention too. You're just passionate about it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you're moving it forward, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're you're tapped out on the fun side. Mm-hmm. So how do I grow my business, expand uh, my workforce, or whatever it is you, that you need, right? And so you get into this fundraising mode, and you're really just asking for funds that you need. I might need a new website. I might need a salesperson. Mm-hmm. So you ask for what you need because you have to give up something in return, mm-hmm. and you don't want to give away equity in your company. Um, you want to retain equity, yeah. right? right? Right, And so that way you have say-so and you have mm-hmm. um, you know, the majority stake in it. But... In order to advance, sometimes you have to give give up, give to get. Right, right. And so that becomes a continual process, um, depending on what you you know how much funds that you uh, end up raising. Gotcha. I know, and it seems like it's just a ton. That's all you end up doing. Yeah, well, it's guess, a really hard thing to find that balance right? and and, um, and grow your business at the same time. Yeah. So you got to wear a couple hats. Yeah. And when you look at um, all the sports ventures, it doesn't matter. Whether they're tech adventures or not, they're all kinds of things that you're looking at. Yeah, just anything that's into sports, anything that... Yeah, it can be, um, you know, this this uh, season, I'll call it, yeah. cohort. Yeah, um, this season, I like that. <laughs> this season's cohort. Um, one of them, so we were just in Chicago, and we were meeting with Gatorade okay. and um, the head of innovation. Mm-hmm. And so one of our uh, entrepreneurs is Nix, N-I-X. And so... Okay. They essentially monitor through a patch uh, your hydration level. Okay. So they figured out that um, that the performance on the field Mm -hmm. is directly correlated to your hydration. So if you can get an edge on the other team simply through hydration, it has your your medical team sitting on the sidelines waiting for an injury now being proactive, making sure the team's hydrated and obviously outdoing the performance of the other team. That's awesome. With one, you know, it's all about one one more edge over the competition. Yeah, so I could see how Gatorade might be interested in that. Yeah, so it could be a nice (laughs) fit, hopefully so, moving forward. That's so cool. All right, well, is there anything we missed in this? Do you want to talk about this? (laughs) Express fits, what are you doing here? I think one of the things um, that, from an entrepreneurship standpoint, yeah. is, you know, it's not just for, it, it's, it's really a mindset. It's yeah. not really just for the, the person starting their own business, mm-hmm. but it's for anyone who wants to advance and stay competitive. Um, it's really a mindset of how to, you know, act, learn, build, and repeat, yeah. and move your business forward. So do you, and do you think serial entrepreneurs... Would you bet on them as jockeys more than first-timers? Um, well, they have a proven track yeah, record that but, way. But it's interesting that that you just see an opportunity just know how to do this, build the business, versus you're this person that just found this idea because you've seen a need and have worked in an industry and like, oh, here's my one shot at this thing. It's like, do you, would you recommend people with one shot at this thing to team up with serial entrepreneurs? Do you guys make those kind of connections of here's... You've got this idea, but really you need this guy to help get it going. Yeah, so we person. pair pair the yeah. entrepreneur with advisors or okay. mentors. That could be it. Yeah. It's, it's um, you know, it's interesting. It's just like what I do for Express Scripts yeah. in terms of brand. It's it's both an art and a science. Yeah. And so so is so is being an entrepreneur. Totally. Um, so you've got to have, have the great mix 
uh, to move it forward. Well, yeah, or in advertising, as we all, yeah. It's art and science all at the same time. Absolutely. That's all. all right, well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks. Okay.